Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include Ginny, USDA, FHA, and VA program notes, and recession predictions. Also, I'd love to hear from y'all if you like having an interview on Fridays or not. This week's episodes are going to range from anywhere from 7 minutes to 40 minutes. What, what do you like? Let me know. Robbie at robchrisman.com. Thanks to Built Technologies for sponsoring today's podcast. Join Built Technologies on June 20th at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time for an exclusive webinar that will dive into proactive portfolio monitoring. During this event, gain valuable knowledge from Built's experts as they share best practices for achieving greater visibility into your construction portfolio. Unlock the secrets of successful portfolio management and learn how to leverage the power of data-driven decision-making. The mortgage industry's applications include about 25% VA, FHA, and USDA. These products continue to garner the lion's share of production for underserved and, let's face it, low-quality borrowers. These are the borrowers targeted by the Biden administration. Freddie and Fannie, or the GSEs, ask sellers, servicers for these mission loans, but LOs know that there are a few cases where a lender could or should advise a consumer to take out a conventional loan versus FHA or VA. But anyone making a living on refinancing FHA or VA loans is in for a rough road. Overall, roughly 33% of all American homeowners wrapped into 30-year agency mortgage bonds are paying 3% or less on their homes. Breaking that down across the three segments for how much of the universe is paying 3% or less on their mortgages as of the end of May, for conventional 30-year borrowers, that comes to 32%, for FHA 30-year borrowers, 21.9%, and for VA borrowers, 50.7%. Using the optimal blue lending rates as a guide, the amount of the 30-year universe that is out of the money, or defined as not having at least 50 basis points of refinance incentive, stands at 99.6% of the conventional 30-year. And for FHA and VA borrowers in that state, it's 99.5%. Why did rates improve Thursday and this week, especially when there's no big data? 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 Well, initial jobless claims, which are a leading indicator, hit their highest level since November 2021. That connotes some softening in the labor market which the Fed would like to see, and which could tip the central bank towards holding rather than raising the overnight Fed funds rate at its meeting next week. Supply is on the radar screen, but expected. Investors remain cautious ahead of next Wednesday's Federal Open Market Committee meeting, and fears about the impending sale of $1 trillion of Treasury bills is also not helping sentiment. With the debt ceiling deal in place, the Treasury will issue more than $1 trillion in short-term debt to keep the lights on. This will push up short-term rates, at least in the near term, which won't help those looking for mortgage rate relief. In addition to rate worries, as mortgage-backed security spreads remain at the widest levels since the 1980s, home prices continue to move higher. Lower mortgage rates earlier in the year likely played a role in the uptick. However, scarce supply of desirable homes continues to add to price pressures. A strong job market helps housing demand, particularly in the face of challenging affordability, and last week's release of the May Employment Report generally showed a healthy labor market. With the headline reading coming in around 
145,000 above analyst estimates to register at 339,000. Despite that new robust employment data, downward revisions to earlier numbers suggest a broad cooling trend remains intact. The numbers now show the U.S. added an average of 182,000 private sector jobs in the past three months, the fewest since January of 2021. Despite a strong labor market, consumer sentiment also slipped in May to register down 9.1% from April, according to the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey. Inflationary expectations for the near-term fell, while longer-term expectations rose to 3.2%, the highest level in 12 years. The Fed pays close attention to the UM inflationary expectations, so this is bad news for those hoping for rate cuts this year and does not bode well for those hoping for a sudden window of billions of dollars worth of mortgages coming into refinance incentive again. Lastly, while we're waiting for all those recession predictions to come true, yield curve inversion has increased over the past couple of weeks as the market continues to capitulate to the Fed's higher rates for longer message. The latest run-up in rates over the last couple of weeks was a function of the market correcting its Fed funds hike pause or cut path, and that upward pressure on the front end of the yield curve immediately reflattened the yield curve back into deeply negative territory. Moral of the story, the Fed is not set to cut rates anytime soon as inflation remains an issue and investors have been forced to unwind bets that rate cuts will be in store later this year. As recently as a couple of weeks ago, three rate cuts were expected before year-end. With no economic data on today's schedule, data, 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 we begin a slow news Friday with agency MBS prices worse about an eighth and the 10-year yielding 3.74 after closing yesterday at 3.71%. The two years up to 4.55% on continued inflation worries. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Here's Food for Thought, part five of five. My mind is like an internet browser. At least 18 open tabs, three of them are frozen, and I have no clue where the music is coming from. It's hard to believe I once had a phone attached to a wall, and when it rang, I picked it up without knowing who was calling. Finally, there's no such thing as a grouchy old person. The truth is that once you get old, you stop being polite and start being honest. (laughs) Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Build Technologies. Join Built Technologies on June 20th at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time for an exclusive webinar that will dive into proactive portfolio monitoring as Built's experts share best practices for achieving greater visibility into your construction portfolio. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcasts from.